work really hard at trying to understand more the emotional side of what is someone feeling the moment that we reach them. Mm. And what we realized is that if we can connect emotionally with people and we can ask the right questions and we can build trust with them, pretty quickly they start opening up. Welcome to Marketing with Matt. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner looking to create more margin in your life and business, you're in the right place. For more after the show, be sure to check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com. How's it going? Welcome back to the show. I'm here with my good buddy, Walt, who um, happens to have this really cool marketing lab um, by Envoice. This is their latest marketing lab. Um, but for folks who don't know who you are, maybe give us a little background. Sure. What, what do you do? How long have you been doing it? Yeah, so I'm a... I own a performance-based marketing company uh, called Envoy Media Group. I'm one of four co-founders, and uh, we, we launched it in 2005. And um, more importantly, um, I'm a father, husband, four kids, and uh, I actually love what I do more today than even when I began. That's awesome. Um, so this is uh, unique for folks. So you are big in the paid space. Yes. You guys do a lot of paid marketing. I remember uh, one of the first times I... Uh, got to hang out and see what you're doing professionally was you guys had a special relationship with Google. And so they were, you were flying up to, to meet Google at their, um, at their headquarters. I forget what they were even talking about. They were showing you the latest and greatest of what was going on because it gives you a lot of uh, predictive stuff and you know feeding back the information there. This is just a fun story for folks. So like Walt and I have known each other now for six, seven years. And while you were here, close by in LA, uh, we work out, we get coffee, we talk marketing. And uh, that trip to Google, uh, we still laugh about it because here I am. So it's, it's Walt's team. Uh, I have no business being there. And uh, really, you were just like, hey, want to come up and hang out at Google with us? I was like, sure, fine. And so there was maybe 10 of us. Um, and they're going around the room. And this is like the Google, this is their like, you guys are like one team below if you are, I don't know, Apple running, you know, media. They, they brought in all their big guns. It was all the big guns. It's like a legitimate room of, you know, um, all the heads of Google paid traffic and, and AI and stuff like that. And so they're going around introducing what everybody does. And I'm second to last, maybe it's like you go introduce what you do. And I just decide I'm going to say, hey, I'm Matt, I'm a Walt's personal stylist. And that was it. And that's all that I gave them. And they're like, okay, moving on to the next one. So they weren't that shocked, but our whole, my whole team was. They, oh, yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, everyone at Google is like, that makes sense. He's got a personal stylist. Yeah, of yeah. course. That totally makes sense. So, um, no, it's fun. So we go back a, a while and we talk marketing all the time. But so what's always stands out to me is your guys' commitment. You know, you do so much paid, but because of the industries that I think you do it for, you have gotten really good at leading with value even to cold audiences, people who don't necessarily know the brand. And so talk to me through um, kind of the mindset. How do you guys build campaigns? And what are you thinking through are kind of critical ways to do marketing well? Yeah, so first of all, I think just, uh, I mean, out of all these years, it's been a long time. It really starts with clarity. Like, what is the purpose? What are you trying to achieve? And frankly, if your mission is to really help solve a problem for a person, a real human, um, you've already, you have a head start. So for us, it's always been very mission oriented. We really, when we go into a market, it's not just about making money for a few months. It's, we want to be in it for years and we want to impact it. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is really, a, I think, an understanding that the problem that a consumer has, you may think that that's the problem is the problem. It's actually the problem solving the problem. Hmm. When people have a problem, they have to discern, who am I going to go with? What should I do? Where should I go? Who should I trust? 
So when marketers, brands are coming at them saying, pick me, here's why you should believe me, it actually creates even more of a problem for a consumer. So for us, we've actually, we work really hard at trying to understand more the emotional side of what is someone feeling the moment that we reach them. Mm. And what we realized is that there's a whole journey that people go through, um, you know, obviously from awareness and problem awareness, and they go down it and it takes time. But with paid media, and we run a lot of paid media, we don't have the time to like hope and pray that someone might one day convert. Mm. So what we realized is that if we can connect emotionally with people and we can ask the right questions and we can build trust with them pretty quickly, they start opening up. And I mean, you're probably wondering like, all right, how do we do that? Right. But, um, but that's the, that's a big thing is really an empathetic approach. And, uh, and we, we start there. Yeah. It used to, it used to be all like benefits, logic offer. That's the king and not now it's emotion. Hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting. And I think for folks listening in, um, or watching in, there are, I don't know if I know anybody who's run more paid media than you guys have. So you guys have done over 200 million, right? Yes. So um, it, it's crazy to think in probably just a matter of years, you guys would be like, we run a billion dollars in, in paid media. But so for someone who knows, if you're listening, you're like, ah, what does he know about paid media? Like it can sound big and conceptual, but it's because you guys have done this on such reach. But that's yeah. an important thing I think people skip over is the emotion of it. I heard folks say, you know, it's like effectively we do what we want. We do what we feel like doing in any given moment. And so then the challenge of marketing is to um, help someone feel like whatever that like mm -hmm. emotional state would be to take that next action. And so yeah. it's, it does require a high degree of empathy to understand, are they in a place of fear? Are they in a place of expectance and opportunity? Like what is, where, where are they at? And where would they, what would they need to feel like in order to possibly get closer to whatever the solution is that we have? And so, um, I love, um, you guys have done this. Look, we can talk a little bit tactical. There's certain things you guys do, like, um, just even in how you engage with the lead and think of it from like a deep psychology of what is that emotional state. And so maybe let's go into some of that, like stuff you guys do with maybe like the surveys or kind of that sure. questionnaire process. Sure. Yeah. And just for context, um, even with all the media that we run, our model, what we decided when we started in 2005 was that we wanted to own and operate our own brands. And mm -hmm. this would give us full creative freedom to, to basically solve, help solve consumers problems and then also grow national companies. Mm -hmm. So what we have essentially like, we kind of have more freedom than anyone I know in the space, uh, unless they have the exact same model. And that's, what's allowed us to really explore and, and, learn the methods that we have, but the most effective one we've had to date is really through lead generation. And the, the backstory is it, we were taught long ago, the best practices were remove friction, mm -hmm. right? Get out of the way, short, sweet, simple, get them in and out. But the problem is we had to convert at the highest levels, right? Because the paid media is expensive, mm -hmm. but we also needed the lead to be extremely qualified high lifetime value, mm -hmm. right? So we had to somehow reduce cost and then increased value. And those are opposed to each other usually. Yeah. So we went, it, I mean, this is like probably a seven year journey of experiments, epiphanies, but finally we realized that while everyone was calling forms, multi-step forms, surveys and quizzes, mm -hmm. because of that framing, they were thinking of it that way. They were treating it that way. And users, consumers were actually receiving it and experiencing it that way. Mm. When we started looking at multi-step forms as conversations, we realized they're like, oh my goodness, these, while the user doesn't realize what's going on, 
we're able to ask specific questions that emotionally wake them up, mm. that emotionally get them kind of excited. We can future pace. Like we basically, we, we got rid of all long form copy. Mm. And we, what we did is we made it really easy to get into a multi-step form. Like, Hey, for people who are looking for X, mm -hmm. answer a few questions here. And the first question we'd always ask was one that was irresistible, mm -hmm. something that often had to do with empathy, um, that they, you know, maybe tell us what's been going on. Or, uh, I mean, every market has a different like starting question. That starting yeah. question though is probably 50% of the value is just knowing how to start the conversation. Interesting. So we, I mean, we could just sit on that. So like for a um, value in a discovery space where people are not necessarily, they might feel the pain, but they're not always solution aware. Yeah. And um, this is not your space, but I'm just thinking like cosmetic dental is just like an easy one where it's like a high value. So there's like maybe some, you know, you got to be qualified if you're going to go into it, but there's, you know, so much emotion behind it, right? Someone yeah. might just be um, embarrassed of their smile. They might feel like their teeth are crooked. They might feel like they're missing teeth or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so, um, but what you're saying is, this first question, the, the thing that like pulls people in um, is 50% of the challenge. What are you guys thinking about? So let's, let's experiment and play, play this out with like cosmetic dentistry. Um, what are the types of questions that might, you know, align with something that would work well or, yeah. or you know, start that value journey? Sure. Well, first of all, I'll say kind of often the temptation is to ask the user to do all the work for you. Mm -hmm. Hey, tell us what's most important to you and what you want. Yeah. And while that's a very logical question, that's really self-serving to us mm. as marketers. We're like, hey, we just want to know the best way to serve you. Yeah. Uh, the way we think about it is when someone comes to our site, unless they absolutely are all about our brand, they've been thinking about us, dreaming about us, which would mean they're a very warm market, which yeah. we assume no one is. Yeah. Assume everyone's cold. Yeah. Um, if, if everyone's cold, you don't have their permission yet to get into real personal stuff. Yep. So there's a, we don't want to ever make people feel uncomfortable. That's like unnecessary, you know, emotional friction. Yeah. Um, so that, that being said, we'll usually try to start with something that uh, might be empathetic has something caused or maybe mm. um, added to, or, uh, you know, your dental challenges, you know, we'd be very careful with our words. Yeah. It's very soft. Um, that's one thing. So like an so you can't, you, you'll um, place blame somewhere else. Is that right? So it's, it, you know what it is? It's, it's like, and I'll tell you, this is how we build a lot of these is what we do is we actually try to pretend like someone, sometimes we role play. Yeah. We have the potential customer like walking in an office visually in their mind. Yep. And then we go like, how would a consultant or how like a doctor, how yeah. would he start this conversation? Hey, so tell me what's going on. Yeah. How have you been? So you know, how do you feel about your smile? Mm -hmm. And that might would you be, do? Would you do a rating? Would you be like, how would you rate your smile on a scale from one to ten? Or would you be like, just like three options there, one option there, yes or no? What, what yeah, are you guys thinking there? We def, especially early. Yeah, you want to train them that it's super easy. Yeah, uh, you don't want them thinking. Okay. So if they're there, if they have, so like, it could oh, be like, I love my smile, or I feel like my smile yeah. could improve. Yeah, it could be it that could, simple. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, something like that, or. Or maybe there's just a little bit of thought, but it's like, by the way, we're just going to assume they're not happy with their smile. No, if they're, like, if they're engaging yeah, at so all. Yeah, so it'd be like disingenuous. Be like, do you love your smile? Sure. You're like, you're at this. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But like, I wish it was a little better. Okay. Or it, you know, it's, it's been bothering me for a while. Okay. Or I'm, I try not to, you know, I, I don't smile with, I don't show my teeth when I smile. Uh -huh. But first of all, what I'd say is this is such an easy thing to test. Yeah. And the starting question, sometimes we get it right the first time. Most of the time we don't. Yeah. It's experimentation, but, but it's, it's the, it's how the conversation 
began. So it is super important. This is so interesting. So a couple things. So one, um, that easy step, that first easy step, especially for folks that are like, how do I improve my lead generation? Or they've been, people have been burned by cold media or just like by buying media, probably because they tried addressing a cold audience, like a warm audience. Yeah. And it felt like a flap. It was a ton of waste of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so this is like lower the barrier to just the engagement. Um, try to imagine like even the responses you just came up with there are more like, what might someone say if they walked in the room, right? Of like, they're like, uh, you know, I, I feel like it could be a little bit what better. It's like, I don't show my teeth with my smile. It's funny. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, I was not thinking that at all. Mm-hmm. And it took a little bit of like a pause to be like, mm-hmm. what might someone say in this state? And you give that to them as like options. Yeah. You're not asking for name. You're not asking for any personal identifiable phone. Right, that's your guys' process. You're not starting with give me personal identifiable information. Let me get the lead right away. You're kind of like inviting them in to the conversation with the survey. Yeah, and that conversation, the way you make them feel in that conversation is everything. Mm. And it's the same in person. The way you sit down to someone, maybe you're actually you bump into them at a Starbucks. You start talking, and it's not about business. You're just getting to know each other. Couple minutes later, you go. You know what, honey? I feel really good about that guy. Mm. I feel really good about what they do and how they approach it. I want to look into it. Mm. So we, we, while the user, we don't tell the user our intent of we want you to trust us. We want to. <laughs> when you telegraph, it, it's it, it's like makes people feel uncomfortable. Sure. So we just try to make it very irresistible to start that question. Um, we don't like to think of, we don't do it as quizzes because then in some ways our opinion is it commoditizes it. Mm. Like what type of smile are you? Sure. I, now I'm in the head. I'm not really in the heart. I'm not, it's not emotional. Yeah. Um, so we just, that's just some people I know are very good at it. So it's not that you can't, but our thing is just the longer we can keep a really healthy conversation where the user feels that they're moving closer towards something that can improve their life, the better. The other thing is, when you ask a question, you don't have to just keep asking questions. You can respond. So I can ask that first question. You can say, oh, that's very common. Many of the people that reach out to us have for quite a while ignored it, this, that. But again, you have to know your market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but what we've found is that little seeds, little comments that are responses to questions mm-hmm. or even framing statements above the question can affect how people feel. It's like persuasion with Cialdini. Yeah. We actually talked through that concept with them. We had the opportunity to get together at a conference. And um, it's, again, it's a sales conversation. Mm-hmm. You want to build trust and you want to make people feel comfortable. Um, but you, you pretty quickly learn the user just wants to improve their life and they're scared to take the step and they don't know who to trust and who to do it with. Mm-hmm. So the way you make them feel and the trust that you build in that interaction goes a long way. Yeah, no, super. Um, this is counterintuitive stuff because, and, and I, I've just seen him been part of this journey for a season with you, but it has been that experience where some of the campaigns you'll show me, you're like, it makes, sometimes it seems like you guys are really not trying. And that's what lowers the cost, lowers the friction, invites the user in and tends to get those higher qualified folks, um, especially in industries where there might be, you know, high skepticism and, and, and just high, um, resistance and it's a high emotional state. But I, I'd argue most things worth doing that require good marketing are kind of in that space. Yeah. They, you know, if other folks are doing it, there's competitors, there's the possibility if they've been burned before. And so this is a skill that marketers are going to only need to improve with in time. It's going to be more and more like you guys get to stand out and kind of like quietly, you know, dominate a space. But that fundamental skill of how do we connect 
people with other people in a way that feels like you're in the room, but do it over a digital space because this, yeah. this is just an increasing medium. And so very, very cool stuff. Um, love it. I, you know, folks are always, there's going to be someone listening is like, how, you know, you guys own your own brand. So if someone's like, man, I would love to hire Walt. I'm so sorry. You cannot. Um, but what you guys do do, which is interesting, is you guys will do performance-based agreements with folks. And so if someone's like, man, I've got an industry, I've got a thing, like this totally makes sense. Um, how should they reach out? How should they find you? That's a good question. Our site's Envoy Media Group. You can look at us up there. Okay. Um, that, that's probably the best way. Reach out. Our thing is we really are passionate about what we do. So for us, um, while we're ambitious and we're excited about growth, we really want to be in markets long term. We believe in what the market's doing. We believe in what the national company is doing and how they're positioned. Mm-hmm. We've worked with, you know, medium-sized companies, 500 plus million. We've reached with or worked with people that are kind of like ground up. I mean, past the validation stage, they're growing. They have a sales team, but uh, we we love partnering with national companies and uh, and then playing that role where we get to figure out, you know, who these customers are and what's missing. And by the way, that that's one thing I will say too, real quick, just we've worked with so many national companies and the thing that they often miss is there's a disconnect between where the market is and what they're feeling mm. and what they're trying to figure out and what the national company and the, the solution is. And that gap right there is massive. Mm-hmm. So I, that's one encouragement I would say is the more that marketers and brands can serve the higher funnel mm-hmm. and serve the cold audience and reach them and basically and do it safely. Mm-hmm. And it's things, it's even things like this. You know what? We're getting so many people reaching out. A lot of them aren't sure how they're going to A, B, C, D, F, G. So what we wanted to do is create something that would allow them to learn, understand their options before they do anything. Mm-hmm. And these are like, before they do anything, people are scared of doing things, right? Yep. But that type of position is very effective. Yeah. in just about every market we've seen. No, it's great. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on, for sharing your genius. And for anybody who wants to find out more about Walt, Envoy Media Group, and we'll make sure his E-N-V-O-Y. content info. <laughs> yes, Envoy, as I say. Yeah, no, no, you're yeah. good. Okay. Some people don't know how to spell it. Hard to spell. Yeah. Hidden in the, hidden in the uh, background there. Yeah, thanks no. for having me. Yeah, it was awesome. Good All to have you on. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in for this week's Marketing with Matt. Check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com to learn how we create high margin marketing. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the podcast, feel free to make a recommendation. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. Okay, bye for now.